This is the Pathways to Greatness podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Forrester. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind everybody, I wrote a book in 2020, and it's called Unleash Potential. The link is in the show notes below. You can go anywhere on Amazon or Barnes & Nobles, wherever online where you can buy books, or my email address is in the show notes as well, and you can reach out for a signed copy. Go get yours today. It's awesome. Welcome back, everybody. And today's guest is Daniel Gomez. Now, Daniel's got a very cool goal. It's to create over 100,000 millionaires. And what we go into, and it had a, a strong impact on me, is you have to believe, keyword is believe, and know and stand in who you were created to be. And Daniel does a very good job in, in a genuine way showing who he feels God has made him to be. And he's making progress in that direction and he also wants you to do the same thing. So we go over some of the things that he has seen in his time as a speaker, as a coach, as a trainer, as a father, as an author. He has uh, two books out. One is You Were Born to Fly. And then the other one is The Makers of a Millionaire Mind. And it's powerful. So in, I encourage you to listen to this one a couple of times. I know I will. I have already. And you guys enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Gomez. So whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about, I mean, you can ask me any questions. I'm pretty easy and impromptu, so I'm ready to add some value to your audience, man. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate it, Daniel. And the uh, as soon as I joined CLS, you know, there was it was like a mad rush of people that join, and so he's done a good job of connecting everybody. And I saw you pop up, and um, just been following your content. I love how you put God first and all of your your promotions and whatever you do. And so I, I really appreciate that. And um, I know we were just talking a second ago and I had to hurry up and hit record because it was really good stuff because you know here's a guy that on the surface, everybody sees the success and sees everything that you do. And you still have the same similar struggles <laughs> that other people that are just starting out. Well, the, the thing is this, is that we're always growing, right? We're always... The, the, the word I want to use is capacity. Just imagine, I thought I have my cup here, but I don't. Just imagine here, it, when God starts you in business, God knows your capacity is not where it needs to be. So he gives you, we'll just say he'll give you a, an eight ounce cup of capacity for business. And then once you master that capacity, he says, well, you, Daniel and Jeff can master two cups of, of business now capacity. But the thing is, is that you're, you're doing great. We're winning. We're not doing bad. But it's, it's, it's the same scenarios, sometimes a little bit bigger, but it's, it's to help you grow and to enlarge your capacity to be the business owner that you want to be. I would have never imagined, Jeff, just really having the issues that we have now five years ago, right? I, five years ago, I wanted to be where I'm at now, but the truth is I would have collapsed. I would have self-imploded. And um, it's just really being able to grow as a human being, right? Not, not so people use the word grow out of context. Like I think in personal development, they say grow, 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 but really you have to mature. And I think many people want to grow, but they don't want to mature, which are two different things. Yeah, that is, that's absolute gold. 
And before we get into it, I like to have a little bit of fun. Um, so have you ever played the game, Would You Rather? Would you rather? No, but I guess I'm going to find out. <laughs> You're going to find out. It's good. It's easy. So um, you just, you respond to, would you rather freeze time or go back in time? Okay. Awesome. Uh, I would say go back in time. Okay. Why? Because I think there's a lot of things I would have done differently. I would have definitely done a lot of things the same, but I think I would have made some better decisions and been wiser with myself and really took in more consideration into the other people's feelings around me and how, what I do, what any human being does, we don't realize it many times. It has a ripple effect and it just, it doesn't impact Daniel Gomez. It impacts the hundreds and thousands of people that are around Daniel. And I think when you're younger, you don't care sometimes. You're just like, eh, you're just, you're just enjoying life and living for you. Like that, that old saying that I think you, you would see it everywhere in social media, probably like 10 years ago, right? YOLO, <laughs> YOLO can get you in trouble. <laughs> yep yep for sure so would you rather live without music or tv tv okay what kind of music TV. what kind of music do you like listen to i listen to actually i listen to caleb i listen to a lot of christian music i used to like old just um rock music back in the day or old disco music but really i don't really listen to music that much anymore i listen to a lot of podcasts now so I think I would say I would rather listen to podcasts and listen to music or watch TV. <laughs> yeah, I get you. What are some of your top podcasts that you like to listen to? I like to listen to Ed Milet. Ed Milet has a good podcast. And actually, I listen to my own podcast, too. It's just, uh, you never, sometimes we, this is the one thing that we undervalue about ourselves as human beings. We don't realize how much knowledge we bring to the table sometimes, Jeff. And listening to myself I'm like, wow, I said that. And you're like, where did that come from? But our minds are so powerful that when you realize that 95% of your subconscious mind is just like this big old file cabinet and all these files are stored up. And when you need it, it comes out at the right moment, the right, that right moment in time. And I'm like, I never knew I need that. And sometimes yeah. you just amaze yourself and I'm being totally serious. Yeah. And uh, so I like to listen to my own podcast. I like to listen to in my left podcast. I listen to our friend Craig Siegel's podcast. And, uh, but I, that's, I don't just, I don't go, I don't get too widespread because then I don't want to listen to too many messages at one time because everybody has their own perspective. So I really look at who's in alignment with Daniel Gomez. Right. No, that's great advice. Would you rather read a book or listen to a book? I would say both. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really 50 50 because I, I like to listen to the books, A, because I'll go back and play it over and over and over and over and I'll take notes. And the rewind feature on my Audible app, I love that. But at the same token, I love to read. I've actually taken a book and read it with Audible as I'm reading it on, in, in paperback. And the beautiful thing about it, I'll stop it and I'll take notes and I'll highlight it. And then I'll go back and actually read it. So right, right manually read the book. And it's like, wow, you, you just retain a lot more information. So I would say I like both. It just kind of depends on the book, what it is. But there has been times where I buy the paperback book, but I also buy the Audible book. And I'll let the Audible read it to me. That way I take in A, I take it in in, in the in the audio version, but then also my eyes are reading it and I get, I take it internally too. So I get that photo, that, that photo copy into my brain. Yep. Nope. I've done the same thing. And then the last one's a fun one. So it might be difficult. Would you rather have pizza or tacos? Oh, that's easy. Pizza. <laughs> what what type? Yeah, I, I, I like 
pepperoni pizza, to be honest with you. I just like good old pepperoni pizza or good old Supreme pizza. Supreme, if, you, if they make it right, man, I love it with some bell peppers, olives, and all that good stuff. You can't go wrong with a good Supreme pizza. So it's either going to be Supreme or pepperoni, but I, don't laugh at me, but this is a true story. We were here. My assistant was here, our executive director of projects, and she's like, you're eating cold pizza? I love the next day to, to, to eat cold pizza. I mean, straight out of the refrigerator, right? Yep. Cold pizza with a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one, 100%. And my son used to roll his eyes, so he's 14, and he was always think that it was gross. And so one day I was like, just, just try it. And so he tried it, one reason, because he was lazy and didn't want to heat it up. And now he's addicted to cold pizza. <laughs> yes. It's, I mean, it's so good. I think it's like, I said, don't knock it until you try it. And until you try it, you won't knock it. <laughs> yep. Yep. My brother will eat cold spaghetti. I won't go that far. Like that's, that's a little much for me, but everything else I can do cold. Yeah. Um, cold pizza. You, you can't go wrong with cold pizza and Diet Coke. And I'll tell you <laughs> the, the Diet Coke helps with the calorie count, but it's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, Daniel, you're a father. You're a husband. Um, you're an author. So I know one book, You Were Born to Fly. And that was one of the reasons that I really wanted you on the podcast. And um, you're a speaker, a trainer, a coach. And I noticed that you said that you have a goal of creating 100,000 millionaires. Too many people undervalue themselves. And because we undervalue themselves, we think we're unworthy and deserving of success. And in our new book, The Makings of a Millionaire Mind, I, re I really talk about having the right heart, the right attitude, the right approach, Jeff, and becoming a millionaire God's way. And so many times we think that it's wrong to want success to that magnitude. And, and the truth is, how can you give back to humanity? How can you really have impact out in the world, in your city, and just in, in, in your community, if you don't have the resources? People have the wrong relationship with money. They either have this, they either they have it, they, they either they have a pain relationship with money and they have, or they have a pleasure relationship with money. And the thing they don't realize is when you're in business, right? Like yourself, myself, we're entrepreneurs, we're, we're growing our business. If you have a pain relationship with money, subconsciously, you're, you're more likely to sabotage yourself and push away those clients, push away the business unawarely, right? You're not even aware of this mm. because you have the wrong relationship with money because you, you, you see pain with it well this is one thing that i teach when you come to our makings of a millionaire mind boot camp is i ask this question and everybody answers it pretty much the same way all the time but it's it's they have the wrong perspective but i also say jeff what is it at the end of the day what is the what is the what is the customer what is the client that's the person that you serve you serve right yeah but at, at some point, and that's what people kind of answer in that certain capacity. But the thing is, you, the client, the customer, at some point, you're going to pay for services or products. Yes or no? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? So at that point, there's going to be an exchange of money for value. Well, that, that, that client, that customer is going to turn into money at some point. So when that revenue turns into money, if you're one of those people that believes money isn't important, money's dumb, I don't need money, it's nothing important to me, I just, right? Well, subconsciously, you're pushing away that very client that's right there in front of you, trying to do business with you, you just don't see it because you don't understand the program, the conditioning that you have, and you have the wrong relationship with finances and money. And that's really what I try to really show people. And to answer your question is because we need, I wanna create 100,000 millionaires because they need to understand that they're worthy and deserving of that level of success 
It gives you freedom. It gives you choices. It gives you the opportunity to help and, and serve people. You, you know, one thing that I that drives me crazy, and I can say this with you because you're a Christian brother like me, is they is so many people misuse the word serve. Do you know what the actual Greek meaning of the word service? When, when the Bible refers to serve, it doesn't say serve, give for free. No, serve means go out there, use the talent that God gave you, your God-given talent, and go out there and distribute that to the marketplace. And when you study out the Greek, when you understand the true meaning of that, that you have to go out there and serve, give up your gift to the marketplace and the marketplace will reward you for giving up your gift. But so many people think that serve is, is yes, you, de you definitely want to give, you want to serve, but it doesn't mean, serve doesn't mean free. And that's the wrong interpretation that many believers have is they think that serve is free. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a true point in business. You tell me one Chick-fil-A restaurant that's right, they're, they're faith-based, that they're believers, that gave out during COVID, nothing but free food they didn't no. they served the community they served us because they improved the process because people needed to eat but they didn't undervalue the service they were providing and so many people take the word serve and they think it's free and they undervalue the services that they provide and then we all know what happened in 2020 to 2021 so many businesses went out of business why because there was zero revenue and there was zero sales to be made and if there's no sales there's no revenue then there's no money to pay the bills and you need that's that's a thing that people don't understand that it takes finances it takes resources to pay the light bill to pay the water bill to pay the soap to wash your hands at a restaurant so all these things take finances they take money it, it's it's wealth and when you really understand this right when you really take a dollar bill or a 20 dollar bill and, and, and you stop seeing money as cold hard cash right on the back of every dollar, every $100 bill, it doesn't matter. It has this, these words. It says, in God we trust. And when you start seeing money as cold, hard cash, that it's a dead product, no. The dollar comes from a tree. The tree comes from our earth. The earth was created by God. So God is the substance behind the tree. God is the substance behind the money. And when you realize that your money is alive, it has a frequency, it has energy, Man, and then you really realize that in God we trust the way our dollar bills say in America, whatever, whichever um, dollar amount you look at, then your whole philosophy, I can tell you the wealth we built has been accelerated because I understand the principles. And when you understand the principles, everything changes, Jeff. Yeah, no, I believe it. So we're, this is absolutely fascinating. So the, the whole purpose of the podcast is Pathways to Greatness. And I, I knew you would be good on here because- it's showing people, including myself, that there's not one way to get to greatness and there's not one definition of greatness. And all I want to do is to get people to commit to not quitting and just continue to move forward. So what would you say is your definition of greatness? Your definition of greatness is using your God-given abilities and delivering them to the marketplace and really utilizing them to your best potential. That's what the definition of greatness is. Most people don't even know what their God-given abilities are because they're so lost in somebody else's abilities or somebody else's dream. But when you realize you have your own God-given abilities, Jeff, there's nothing in this world that you cannot do. My God-given abilities, when I when God told me to go out there and be a motivator, I came out as a, I was a straight up motivational speaker, nothing else, nothing less. That's all I did was speak for the first year and a half. And we did very well, broke six figures both years. And it's just like from there, 
people saw the value that I delivered and they're like, how did you do it? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know, right? Because I was just conditioned for success. I was just hardwired for wealth. I was, I mean, no matter what I did, I always won. And I don't say that arrogantly, but I just, that's the mindset that I had. So when I really took back and assessed, like, man, I know more about business. Because when I came out, I was just talking about this with my friend, uh, Sean, who was like, dude, like, you don't even realize what you did. I was like, no, I didn't because I, I didn't have an understanding. I just was doing what I knew how to do habitually. But, but when I look back, I said, wow, right. Like I had an identity problem because when people started coming to me for advice because I was doing so well in speaking, I'm like, well, I'm not a coach. And that wasn't who I was. That's not what I came out as. But I quickly embodied and embraced the identity of a coach. And then that even grew our business even more. And now we do book publishing. Now we do podcast launching podcast launching. Now we do our sticker shock speaking academy. We have all these different revenue streams and divisions of our business, but it was taking my gift of speaking and then realizing like, wow, I bring more value than I realize. And when you realize that the world's, I mean, the world's for years to take over and to help people. I think one thing I love doing in, and just kind of continuing on a little bit, what you asked me is like, people need help. People, it breaks my heart. It doesn't matter if I speak in Indian, if I speak in Asia, if I speak in in Canada, if I speak here, most people, and I say most, I say over 80% of people undervalue themselves and they wonder why they're not getting what they want to get to in life. And it's because they undervalue who they are. They undervalue their talents or they're lost in somebody else's identity or somebody else's dream that they're not even living their own truth. Powerful, powerful. And I want to dig into that. So when you, before you got into motivational speaking, what, what were you doing? For 20 years, I was in the automotive industry. I ran a Chevrolet dealership for most of my tenure there. Very successful. Very, very, I still wear my Chevrolet ring. Actually. Uh, we got some diamonds on there. We got different rings of honor. And, but I, I, I ran a, a team of a hundred people and we had a hundred employees. We did amazing. We took a business that was losing a million to making a million. And, and you just, understand that you don't know everything you think you know <laughs> what do i mean by that right you don't know everything you think you know you think you know you 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 think you haven't figured out when you're in 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 that war zone to say right when you're in that business but the moment i left the automotive industry and i started taking care of my wife because she got depressed on me for her double mastectomy when she had breast cancer her surgery i really said like man like i know more than i realized like I didn't just do A, B, and C. I did A, B, C, D, E, 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 F, F, G, G. <laughs> and, and that's when I really uh, applied what I knew in, in my business. And now we're able to just to maximize that. And it's just amazing when you really take time to reflect and look inside yourself and see what is Daniel capable? What is Jeff truly capable of? The sky's the limit, especially when you're talking about greatness. To, to me, the key word, right, is we try to do it in our own strength mm. or we look for other people's approvals. And no, when you go to your God-given ability, when when God carries you, you truly put your faith in God. And I'm, to me, I don't care what people say, right? I talk about God all the time. And and of course, in the corporate setting, I don't because I know that I got to respect that because it's just, it's not allowed. But if they ask me, Daniel, what's different about you? I'm going to be like, well, you asked me. It's like, it's just the God factor in me. Because by law, they ask me, I can answer that question. But when you realize that there's nothing that you cannot do, that the greatness is there, if you really just tap into your gift. And most people, it breaks my heart because they're so lost. They're so undervalued because they undervalue themselves. 
And I just really want people to realize that you too can become a millionaire. You too can become successful. And people say, well, what is success? Money's not success. I said, well, it includes money. I said, but how would it be is this? What if your life, wherever you're at in life right now, would you agree or disagree I, when people challenge me with that? If your life was 10% better or 25% better than what it is right now, you think you might be a little bit happier, have a little bit more freedom? Yeah. Then for you, maybe you don't want to be that millionaire. But what if I can help you get from 50000 in revenue to 150000 Would that help you? Oh, yeah. Well, then maybe that's all it is for you right now. But once you start believing you can do that, then you go for that quarter million. Mm -hmm. And it's just helping people believe that it's possible for them. Yeah, belief is so important. And I'm glad that you said that. And if the, the when the people are listening, they need to rewind, hit that little 30 second bucket uh, button to go back to that because it is the belief factor. And I know when I've been anxious, when I feel defeated, I realize when I look back, I lost not hope, but I lost in the belief in myself and the belief in God that he will provide. And you feel low. And that's that moment where fortunately I have that to fall back on and to realize where I had shifted my focus. It had gotten into, we were on a, a CLS call and, and I was, we were thinking about our words for the year and I thought of flow for mine. And as soon as I said that, I thought of a river and that 2022 was me. I jumped in and I was kicking and flailing and everything I could just to keep my head above the water when I realized that I wasn't trusting the fact that I could float in this river and I could create less anxiety, less stress, not be as tired by just allowing myself to go with the flow and have the belief that this was the path that I was supposed to be on. And that's that was the mental shift for me from 2022 to 2023. Well, and that's a huge part of it. The, the other part is this to what you said is, is most, most entrepreneurs, most small business owners, and even enterprises, there, there, there is a, a, a fortification stage. You're gonna, you have to get fortified. What do I mean by that? Is, is if your volume, if you have, a, if you, we'll just say you have 100 customers right now, 100 clientele and you want to grow your business to 200, you have to be able to handle that capacity. And the only way to handle that capacity is you got to get fortified and go through that process to where you get stronger, you get better, you get faster, your systems are better. And most people, they don't want to go through that, right? They, they, you, we hear it all the time, get out of your comfort zone. Then we get out of our comfort zone. And I go, oh, I want to move back to my comfort zone because why? It feels uncomfortable. That, that, part, that feeling of unsettledness, that uneasiness, that means you're growing. That means you're getting mature. That means you're getting fortified. And then there's another part that goes through also. It's a preparation stage. You're not going to go to the next level, right? You can, just imagine if, if, if you went from, from – that's why most high school football players can't go to the NFL because they'll get crushed because they're not wise. They're not prepared. They have to go through that preparation through the college season to football. That's the same way in business. You got to go through the preparation stage to grow to that next level. And most people, they want to be an influencer and they can't even, like, they don't even, they can't even handle their finances. They can't even handle their books. Yeah. And, and it, I love what you had just shared. It's, it's that fortification. It's getting fortified. And when you're on the pathway to greatness and you're on that pathway to use the talents that God's given you, there's going to be twists and turns. I mean, in your, in your time coaching and helping people, What's the percentage of people having a linear line to success from beginning to end? 
Oh, it doesn't. Most most quit. Yeah. Honestly, there's no line because most. I'm, I'm just being honest. Most of them, they don't want to burn the ships. They don't want to. They don't want to leave that comfort zone. As soon as they get that resistance, because the human mind, as human beings, we always run back to what's familiar. And the sad part is that's why 90% of businesses fail in the first year. 90% of those fail within the first three, three years because they don't want to push through the pain. And it, they just knew that if I just keep going some way, somehow I can make it, they wouldn't give up. So it's, 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 it's more of a, of a dash, I would say for the, for, for the most people, but the ones that do push past that, it's a line of just really not just ups and downs, but it's just, it's, it's character building. You got to have the character to sustain what, what God wants to give you. Because if he can't trust you with the little, he can't trust you with a lot, right? If I, I, I always have the saying, if God can't trust you with, with hundreds, he's not going to give you thousands. If God can't trust you with 10,000, he's not going to give you hundreds of thousands. And if he can't trust you with hundreds of thousands, he's surely not going to give you with millions. So if you're lying on your taxes, if you're, if you're cheating on your books, if you're not reporting the cash that people pay you, your business is not going to go where it needs to go and it's it's it catches up to you and think i mean i don't know who these people are but eventually what we sow in business catches up to us and it's like that reality show the christies or what the christies know best right right everybody thought they were famous and all this stuff but they they try to cheat the system and i don't know what they paid or not i don't care but my point is this is that if you're doing business the wrong way it's going to catch up to you and eventually you're going to have to pay something Right. And it goes back to what you, the example you shared earlier that I want the listeners to visualize it's the cup. So just like with, with your talents and with your, how successful your business is, think about what Daniel just said about money is that you're going to get the cup, the size of the money that you're capable of being able to manage. Yes. And, 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 and how much do you give away? I, I think we're blessed to be a blessing. And, and, and I don't hide this from anybody. I'm like, do you, it's a topic that I, I I don't mind avoiding because I'm a giver. I'm a tither. I'm a, I'm a, whatever you call it, right? I don't just tithe. I give above and beyond. And, and that's what's gotten me to where I'm at. And most people, they think that the success they obtain in this world and business is just for them. And it's not. And then they wonder why they're not doing what they need to get, why, why they're struggling. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta help people. And believe me that the best, I write in my book, The Makings of a Millionaire Mind. It, there's a chapter in the last part of the book that says, protect your heart. You have to protect your heart as your wealth's accumulating. And people say, this is the biggest lie that people buy into. Money makes you more of who you are. It's not the truth. Why do I say that? Because people say it because everybody else says it. Because it's cool to say, yeah, money makes you more who you are. Everybody, I challenge them. If 90% of America has, doesn't even have 100,000 in the savings account, how do they know what it's like to have a million dollars in the savings account? Think about that. So if they don't even have a hundred thousand, much less a million in the bank, how can they say that if they've never experienced that? Does that make sense? It does. No, it makes because, 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 and I hadn't because thought about it that way. Because there comes a time when, when me and my wife, we got our first $141,000 check. And let me tell you, this check was moving. This check was hot. I'm like, what do we do with it? She's like, uh, go to the bank, right? Because it's just like, You've never gotten a check that big. So you're like, wow, like it's new. It's it's a more energy, more power, more frequency. It's just a higher elevation. But no one's experienced that. How can you say, oh, you don't know? Like I didn't think I was gonna like overreact, right? Like, like, wow, like freaking out about it. Like it was it was a cool experience, but it's just people don't know. So so when you're going through that, you have to protect your heart because 
as, as you're growing and you're becoming who God wants you to be, then, then those higher numbers, you're like, wow, right? But there comes a point where, where, where you think it's you and you got to protect your heart against greed, against selfishness, against looking down on people. Because I'm a good people by trade, believe me, but it happens to everybody that, that you have to protect your heart because success does make you think that you can do it by yourself. It makes you, it, it makes, and I, I don't buy into that ego, but it's more pride, right? It, it, your pride builds up and it, it's not healthy and you got to, you have to protect your heart at all levels of success because it's easy to fall into that trap and think. Even the Bible says it, right? Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says, do not forget your Lord thy God, for it is he who gives you the power to attain wealth. And so many people forget that it's him and we think it's us and it's not good. Yeah, when we shift the focus away from him onto us, it never works out. Yeah, we look all but, back through history. It's never worked out. Yeah, but people don't realize that. They just say it to be cool. And oh, yeah, but it, believe me, I know many people that had good intentions that hit, had some level of success and all of a sudden their pride came in the way and it's like they, right, they got a little haughty and it's just not good. So you don't know until you get there. And, and that's why I advise everybody. When people say, Daniel, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to pray for? I said, pray for my heart. <laughs> I'm, I'm, being, I'm being honest because yeah. it's easy to think that, oh, I'm an icon or oh, I'm an affiliate, right? I mean, it's, this, this, it's these titles that the world gives human beings. And it's like, no, like it's just, I'm just trying to help somebody, man. Yeah. Well, and then when you have good intentions and the focus is on other people, you're going to continue to have success. So when you got started, what were some of the challenges that you faced and how did you handle them? That's, I'm sure the listeners are curious about that. In reference to what? Just getting started as a, in, in your speaking business. Cause that's not, I mean, it's not easy. I'm, I'm finding out real fast when you go out on your own and you've been used to getting a paycheck time and time again, every two weeks. And now all of a sudden you got to hustle and make your own money. It's not easy. So what were some of the challenges that you faced when you made that big shift? Well, the thing is, you got to get used to rejection. You can't take it personal. I think that's the biggest one I want your audience to hear is so many people, we take we take rejection personal. And it's nothing against Jeff, it's nothing against Daniel. I applied to over 70 speaking engagements to get paid to speak before I got a yes. Over 70. Most people would have given up at 10 or 20. I went through 72 no's before I got a yes. And that's why at our Sticker Shock Speaking Academy, we don't just train you to be a speaker. Most, most aspiring speakers, they fail because they, they just want to right, be a speaker. No, we, when you come to our Sticker Shock Speaking Academy, our next one's going to be March 17th and 18th. We teach you how to build a speaking business. We teach you, we give you the speaker contract. We told you, what does the application look like? What, what do I do with my application? How can I maximize the, app, the application to get approved? What do, how do I negotiate myself? How do I communicate with the event planner, with the conference host. Like there's so many ways to communicate with the business owners, but people don't know how to leverage what they have. So when you come to Sticker Shock, we teach you how to really, the roadmap from A to Z, how to build that speaking business. We give you the blueprint for everything. And it just, because most people give up too soon and they give, they, they quit. And believe me, I mean, I would, I would lie to you, Jeff, if I told you I never cried from frustration on my journey. And I tell people, why do you want to go through that frustration when you can, hire myself or hire a coach or a mentor to, to help you just shorten that, that, that road. And many people, since they're not used to investing in themselves, they see everything as a cost and then they just keep going in circles and they don't, they wonder why they're not getting ahead. 
Yeah, I had I heard somebody talk about before. I can't remember which podcast. It might have been on one of Ed Milet's, but he was talking about making a like you were saying a mindset shift from when you're owning your own business is stop thinking of it as income and look at it as revenue, meaning that the money that's coming in, how are you going to reinvest that into the business? Because if you think about it from an income perspective, or at least me, that that's that scarcity mindset is like, this is my money that I have to pay my bills and you're not putting it back into the business. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, that's a hundred percent. I mean, you have to re I mean, we uh, like this year, we'll, we'll, we'll break a million in revenue and it's, to fathom those numbers that we're at, I would have never dreamt of it, but it's it's the fact that when we have a, a, a successful event, even though I don't want to spend $5,000 on a new stage, I go by that new stage, even though I don't want to go buy a new microphone, you go spend, it's just, I'm, I'm used to it, right? It, my, my son told me this, he goes, dad, like he walked in and we were doing our financials for the month and he goes, that's what you got? I go, no, I go, no that's what we pay out. He goes, what? <laughs> He goes, I go, yeah, that's our monthly, those are our monthly expenses. He goes, wow, like, how do you sleep? I'm like, because we have the revenue to cover it. I said, but the thing is, this is that God gives you the peace to trust them that that's already covered. And, and that people don't see that. People see when they have overhead expenses, they see it as a bad thing. No, it means you're growing. That means, that means your business is going in the right direction. And it's, it's okay to have expenses. You need expenses, right? The, the average the average business in, 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 in San Antonio or in Texas to say, I mean, even before you turn on the light, you, you, you've already, even before one customer comes in, you turn on the light, turn on the phones, right? What would you say an average, an average um, organization of over 50 employees, you've already spent $5,000 just to open up, just, and I'm just lowballing it to turn on the lights. That's what you spent, five to 10,000 right off the bat. <laughs> and people were like, what? Like, yeah, like that's just, that's just, Getting in there in the morning, 8.30, opening up, opening up the doors, turn on the light. You've already gone over, uh, right? Your, your overhead's easily five to 10,000. And you haven't even ha had a sale. Now you got to generate the revenue to cover your expenses. So I, I definitely agree with that. So the, the other thing that I'm curious about is when you're, you're helping people um, and they're, they're trying to decide how much they should charge. I guess, how do you get them to break free from that that self-limiting idea that the things that I value, the, the information that I have has value, and this is what it's worth? Well, there's there's many factors when, when, when I work with somebody, and I've worked with some elite people, and I even, right, I even go into corporations. I do a lot of corporate trainings, and a lot of my clients are, are multi-millionaire successful C-suite people. This, this is my answer, and I put it this way. People can have value, but they don't know how to deliver it. So there's 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 so many ways to to orchestrate that that conversation, right? Because there's a quote that I always say: the marketplace will reward you according to the value you deliver to it. It's the value that you deliver to the marketplace. Some people have so much more value than they deliver; they just don't know how to deliver it. So A, you got to know your value. B, are you delivering it the right way? And C. Are you charging according to the value that you deliver? Because you can't be a, right? A, a, for instance, there was this one gentleman, didn't really know anything about anything. And I'm not just as a, as a guide, right? And he wanted to charge this ridiculous amount. I'm like, you're not, you're not going to get it because you don't deliver that type of value. And he got mad. I was like, okay, charge, do that. So you got to use wisdom, right? You got to use wisdom. And as, as, as you continue to grow and mature, 
well, then you, you elevate your prices, you elevate what you do. But you can't expect to be a brand new speaker and come and charge $10,000 when you suck as a speaker, <laughs> right? Even though you have the knowledge, if you're not delivering it the right way, the dynamic is not there for the, for the return of, of what the world's going to pay you back. So I think, A, you have to know your value, and B, you have to communicate that value in the right way. And, to deliver. and, it, and it, it, it could be a book, right? You can deliver your value through a book. You can deliver your value through a podcast. You can deliver your value through a speaking engagement, through coaching. There's so many ways to deliver your value. And so many people also, the mistake they make is they get stuck on one, 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 um, one revenue stream, one, one source. And they hear, the, they, they hear the term, this is where they mess up. They say, well, you got to have multiple, multiple streams of income. It's like, no, dork, not in different arenas within your business, right? You can't have a, your business, Jeff, and Daniel have his business. And then we're going to go become a general manager at Whataburger or at a hamburger joint and then go work at a roofing company. No, that's, it doesn't work that way. You have to have, right? You need to focus on one thing that you're good at. I focus on speaking, straight up speaking. And from there, our business grew. But speaking was the engine. Speaking was what carried us for the first year and a half. And then we had different divisions and different branches that, that branched off from that. Well, it's what you said just a second ago is that you delivered value and the market determined what else you needed to create just through the speaking. Yeah. It came into, well, you do such a good job. How did you do it? You've been successful. How do you do it? Well, I'm providing value. Can you teach me how to provide value? So then you shift and you created that other category, which is training. And, and, I, I, would, and I would have never thought we would have a speaking. I mean, I would have, that was, that wasn't even... Like that's the way business works. People have, this is, I'm glad you brought that up, right? People try to figure everything out, Jeff. And that's where they screw up, right? They, they try to, when you, when you realize that God has it figured out for you, you just got to walk it out. <laughs> when you truly surrender to that, everything works out. I would have never imagined that we were going to have a speaking academy. Never did I even, was it an idea or did I even want one to when I first started? But the idea came to me because it was already figured out for me and I just walked it out. What are, what are some of the challenges that you're facing today? Just growth, just, just really putting in the infrastructure of, of, of with the employees and the processes. Now we're at the point right not now, not that we're doing anything, but now we're at the point where now we have taxes. Now we have employee taxes. Now we have like, it's just, it's whole, it's, it's a whole different level of, of like, now you got to really, really, we have to really, really run a business. And because it's easy to, to miss some numbers. And what do I mean by that? When it's by, when you're by yourself, right? Myself making 150,000, it's easy because it's just me and it's fun. And you don't have to keep track of all the books. And now, when well, now we got four part-time employees, we got a full-time um, executive direct, project director. So you got to keep track of, right? Their pay, their taxes. You got to keep track of just a lot more responsibility. So it's really just, just the infrastructure. Cause really we built it from, there was no, there was no plan that we had. It was just a matter of all the processes and procedures we have, we're creating them and we're still creating them. So it's really getting it to where now when we double again, it's like there's no cracks in the foundation and we're able to A, process our payments, B, deliver on the on the goods and services and, and give, a, and give a, a high quality product and just have that sustainability because it doesn't do you any good to hire somebody and then they don't have work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, people don't think about that. So I know that when some like, right. Or we have our digital content creator. She's amazing. She's one of the best. 
But when I hired her, I, I, I had, okay, I am committed to giving her 30 hours worth of work every single, I mean, I gotta give her work. I, I, I can't not give her work. And sometimes it comes out of your pocket. Well, and what's, thank you for sharing that because it's it's such a great example of, as entrepreneurs, we think of many times the first five years, if I could just make six figures speaking or training or coaching, that's going to be it. And then you start to think about the market dictates doing something else. And then the market dictates doing something else. And you don't always think of, okay, well, how am I going to scale this? What's going to be the next obstacle that I got to overcome? And you have such a great example because you had success. You started speaking, you had success and you continue to have success, but there's still challenges along the way that you you are having to navigate as it comes forward. What are some of your tactics when things get tough and you get anxious? What are some of the things that you do to to stay calm? I just detach. I really I I, I pray every morning. I mean, I would say out of the seven days a week, I, I I'm I'm committed to praying four or five times, and I, I invest that first, especially Monday through Friday. When I speak, I'm always because my words come from the Holy Spirit from God but I really spend my time in prayer. And that's the first thing I do. When I wake up, I get on my face. I say, Lord, order my steps today. And then as I start my affirmation, I spend about 15 minutes there. I go into prayer and I stay in prayer for 45 minutes to an hour. Been doing that for the last five years. It works. I won't change it. I need to spend more time there, but that's that's where my, my peace comes. And that's where my ideas come from and the resolutions come. And sometimes they're not the resolutions you want. That's right. It's, it doesn't always look like the way Daniel wants it. And it's okay. Some of that's the maturity process, the character building. But for me, the peace of mind really, if I didn't spend time in prayer in the mornings, Jeff, I'd probably be a lot more anxious. But just the, the capacity of business that we have, the weight that we have with the projects going on with speaking. And like a good example is um, today somebody was sick, so they didn't make it in. Okay, great. Then I fly out Thursday. I'll be in Atlanta, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so I'll be gone half the week, so before I would have been more stressed out, like, man, we got all these things to do, and I'm like, you know what, God's got it figured out, I just got to take care of my part, be responsible, you trust your team members to do what they need to do, and then everything else works out, and it's just, it's part of really growing as a business owner, and most people, when the stress comes up, right, when the stress hits them in the face, they overreact, and they make decisions they shouldn't make, and then Many of them say, well, just, it's not worth it. And they go back to the nine to five. That's awesome. If you could ask yourself three questions 10 years from now, what questions would you ask the older Daniel? If I could ask myself 10, three questions 10 years from now? Yep. What does life look like in 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> That's like wishing for more wishes. You're not like, yeah, yeah, what is that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? That's that's a that's a different twist on the question. What would I ask the future version of myself? Is what you're saying? Yes, sir. Right. Um. I would say this because I, I, I think actually this week is our five year anniversary. I would I, I would I would I would ask my future self, is it better than you expect? Right? Is it is it is the dream bigger than what you expected? Because I think sometimes we don't dream big enough. Did you? Did you get comfortable in your success or are you still pushing through? Because I think so many times getting comfortable in our success, we, we stop. And um, 
I would, I would, and I don't think the third one, I would ask him a question. I would say, never forget, it's not about you, Daniel. It's about the people you serve. I think I would make the last one a statement instead of a question. That's awesome. And I, I feel like that that really speaks volumes to who you are today. Because when you, when I've done that exercise before, is you, you see kind of where the difference is. So if these are the questions you're asking yourself, how are you living today? So if it's specific, you know, how many hundreds of thousands of millionaires have I created? You know, those are, and then you think, well, what am I doing today to create one and to create two and to create three? And so I've, I've asked that questions before during coaching and you see a big gap of what they're wishing for. And then, then I ask the next question is, well, what are you doing today to move you towards that 10 yourself? And that's a hard that's even a harder question to answer because it forces you to face you in the mirror and whether you can confidently stand there like you just have done the past 30 minutes or you kind of go, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I, I think mo most people are impatient of, of, of just the whole process. They want everything overnight. It doesn't work that way. You got to be patient. You got to have patience. You got to know that it's going to, A, you have to mature and the only way to mature is to go through the fire sometimes and go through the fortification. And you just, it's, it doesn't happen from, when it happens for people, when they have that overnight success, you see they self-implode and they self-destruct. A great example is, 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 is right. Somebody from American Idol, many of those idols don't make it because it's overnight to say, and then they, they choke under pressure. And though I remember there was even one Miss America that she won and she couldn't, she, she couldn't keep her commitments because it was just too much, right? It's unbearable. Oh, you mean you can't go for the country? And I mean, but it just shows you how people don't realize that you don't have the capacity to, to do it. You think you do, but you're not ready. And then you self-implode and you self-destruct. And you get, I'll, I'll tell you this, that you have to mature. I mean, there's no next level. There's no next level or up level however you want to put it without maturity and and especially if you're a believer if you're right if christ is at your center he's going to make sure that you have the character before he takes you to the next level because believe me at the current level i'm at I, I wanted to leave out of here two years ago and god says you're not ready yet great <laughs> am i upset frustrated sometimes yeah because i think i'm ready but at the end of the day it's just trusting the process and knowing that where i'm because honestly, and I don't say this arrogantly, Jeff, but I think I speak a lot more than, I think I'm one of the best speakers in the world, to be honest with you. I believe in my vision, right? I have it right there, number one motivational speaker in the world. That's my goal. And and, and I truly believe that. I think, I, I believe when the Holy Spirit moves to me in corporate, in speaking inspiration, no one, I, I and I don't say that arrogantly. I say that because that's the vision God's given me. And, and that's what I believe is true. But do I have the character to handle that type of recognition? Do I have that? Do I have the, the, the maturity to give God all the glory with that type of fame, with that type of recognition? And that's where most people, they will take all the recognition to themselves. And it's not about me or you or anybody else. It's about giving God the glory. And that's where most people fail and they self-implode. That's powerful. And I'm a big believer, like you are, of how your conscious 
programs your subconscious, which then creates habits. And you're programming yourself to stand in that number one motivational speaker. So since you guys are listening on a podcast, he has a poster of himself with number one motivational speaker. So that's a, a daily reminder of who he is based on who he feels that God has made him. So it's only going to continue to move you towards that number one status. I mean, it's not going to yeah. do the opposite. No, I mean, and I look at it, and at first, a friend of mine told me this, and this is a true story. Don't, don't, I wouldn't put that out there in public. And I'm like, and I listened to him, and I'm like, why would why would I hide the dream God gave me after I really thought about it, right? Like, but that's a very mistake that most people make. Is is mm-hmm. they're not. It's, it's not being arrogant. It's 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 the word bold, right? You got to be bold in who God created you to be, and that's the vision I have because I I really feel that when I'm on like. I'm untouchable. I don't care who you are. I don't, I mean, and I don't say that arrogantly, but I just, that's the fire. That's the, that's, that's, that, that's when the Holy Spirit moves through me and Daniel gets out of the way. And people, when I spoke last year with John Maxwell and, and we spoke in, at, at the conference with him and some other elite speakers, it was amazing because I was, for the first time, I was really nervous because he opened up. He was a keynote. You have Dave Meltzer, you have some heavy hitters, and then Daniel Gomez was number five on the list. And God just said, shut up, just go up there. I'm going to speak to you. <laughs> I said, okay. And my assistant goes, are you nervous? I'm like, yeah, I'm nervous. She goes, you always speak. I'm like, I never followed John Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, mean, a, that's a big deal. Right. Maybe. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's one, it's, it's, it's like, it's when I speak, I'm usually the keynote speaker, which is easy because it's just me. So there's nobody else that I see before me or I'll speak or there'll be two, two, maybe two, maybe three speakers, right. To say, but not to the magnitude and to the, to the excellence of, of the speakers that were there. And man, the people were crying. We went, they went to our table. We sold out of books that day. And it was just powerful how, how, how God moved, the Holy Spirit moved and people were just, we sold out of books. It was like, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful problem to have. It was a great just experience because it showed me that I truly belong with the elite. And it was just, it was, it was a feeling like no other. So. That's really cool. I, I'm like, I feel it. Like, I, I literally feel that, like how you must have felt on that stage with those guys. Cause um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of John Maxwell and I can only imagine the nervousness that I would have going up there because I would, I would have compared what I was going to do to him versus me be me and step into who God made me. And that's, it's a trap that we all fall into on a regular basis is trying to compare ourselves to the other person. Yeah. And I mean, and it, but it's just, it's knowing who you are in your identity. When you walk in that gift you have, like I said, it was just like, am I comparing myself to no, but I, what I bring brings value. And I just, I was, it was amazing. Just the, the experience to know that Daniel Gomez inspires number one motivational speaker up and coming can hang with the elite. And when you just believe that, then you really start to engrave, right? You engrave that in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, and who you are. It comes to reality sooner or later. So I'm just excited to see what 20, I mean, I've already spoken so many times this year, but it's, it's, it's God showing me that you're just getting started. Just enjoy the ride. So I'm still learning to enjoy the ride. And if I was to tell you that I've arrived now, I'm still impatient too, Jeff, right? I think we all want to be ahead of where we're at, but it's just one of those things that you you got to trust 
God's timing and knows that when the opportunity is right for you, I don't, I don't say the doors are going to open up. I call them banquet doors, right? The banquet doors are going to open up. And those, I'd rather go through, a, I'd rather wait for a banquet door than the wrong door. Yeah, that's true. Daniel, this was awesome. So what are some final thoughts that you can share with the listeners? I want your listeners to know that maybe you've never thought of using the word millionaire. Maybe you never even thought about that for yourself. Maybe you're like, I don't want to be a millionaire. I'm going to challenge you to open up your heart to receive the possibility of how much life would be easier for you and the freedom that maybe it's not a million for you. Maybe it's half a million. Maybe it's a quarter million. Maybe you can't fathom that. But I want you to believe it for yourself to know that that when you allow the wealth, the success to come to you, you're not going to possess it. You're just going to be the conduit that's going to flow through. And yeah, you're going to keep some. But the beautiful thing is, think about how many people, how, how you're going to help your family and how you're going to help those around you to really just have a better lifestyle. It's about the lifestyle and the experiences that we have. And money gives you the opportunity to do that. And when you stop seeing money as money and you start seeing it as the substance that, that God is behind, God's the creator of that, it's not cold hard cash, everything changes. And, I, and if you need help, reach out to me at the makings of a millionairemind.com or send me an email directly, daniel at danielgomezspeaker.com. That is awesome. And I'll have all that stuff in the notes. I'll have you send me everything. So we everybody types everything right. We'll have links because they need to go and, and follow you, follow your content, hear the message that you're delivering. And if you're an aspiring speaker, you've got the academy. I mean, you're able to learn from one of the best. And um, I, I really do appreciate it. I know we had challenges to getting this thing together today with plumbing and all that stuff, but I'm glad we, we stood true. We managed to get it. Hey, well, thank you for having me, Jeff. And ladies and gentlemen, remember, you are worthy and deserving of being a millionaire. Let's make it happen, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pathways to Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with all your friends. Also, rate and review the show to help more people find these valuable conversations. You guys have a great day.